0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. First and goal at the Arizona Six. Can they pay it off? Reynolds in the backfield. Play action. Go. Fire.
1: The seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell,
0: tackle, Oregon. Oh, he's gonna run it
1: straight in. Jared, go! Touchdown, yes! Detroit Lions!
2: DJ Hawkins yes! They did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh baby, how big is yo what is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 227 on the blue wire network i am your host tyler joined by my two guys as always malcolm and peter and we also got an additional guest with us today which i'm gonna get into in one second but my voice how you doing so far malcolm peter are you boys doing
3: man i'm doing great
1: Woo, let's go, man. Hey, I'm doing good, man. Join the weather down here in South Florida. Shut you know up, is, man. Oh, up. my god, I don't mean to rub it in, but you know how it
2: is, man. <laughs> Shut up. All right, we got <laughs> ourselves a very, very special guest with us today. A current Detroit Lions man, I don't even know what you want to call me. You want to call me a utility man? You want to call me a fullback? You want to call my tight end? He can probably still play linebacker if you want. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Jason cabinda hey. Former Hard Knock Stars, I like to call him too, from the Vegas Raiders, or at that time it was the Oakland Raiders, but Jason, man, how you doing? I'm great, man, appreciate y'all having me on the show, brother, appreciate yes, sir, you, all. man. I appreciate you coming on, this is your second stint on the pod, so, you know, if we, you know, invite you again, that means you're special, so <laughs> you, got, you got the second <laughs> invite.
4: I gotta keep the street going
2: yeah so i was just talking to you you said you're in florida right now you're enjoying the weather right now and i was just saying to you before the show started hopefully around this time next year you know maybe you could be playing in big games in detroit right now and that'd be you know huge for us and huge for you guys obviously yes sir ain't no doubt about that i, I
4: really like the direction we're going in right now so i yeah. believe
2: uh, oh that leads up perfectly to the first question is you know you had a first year head coach at dan campbell and you know obviously you transitioned from the previous regime to now this new regime and Dan Campbell I just how was that transition this year coming in from you know Patricia and bevel into Dan Campbell this year
4: I mean it, it's been it's been great um there's really no other way to describe it I mean the coaches have been awesome it's the first time I've I've really had you know been directly working with a coach you know really played in the league um you know and coach Campbell I mean a lot of our coaches played in the league uh, so that's the first time I've really been around that um where you have that high level of athletes, you know, in that coaching role. Um, and I think it's helping us a lot, just in situational football, um, just from a, a player to coach relationship standpoint, you know, it's, it's a lot easier taking coaches from a guy who's literally been in your shoes and literally been doing the things you're trying to uh, get done and, and have the resumes that they have. So uh, it's been awesome. And we're super blessed to have this staff.
1: Having player coaches, that you know, coaches that played the game, is that, does it like command like a different type of respect when you have those type of coaches?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, no, no doubt about that. I mean, you look at a guy like Deuce Staley, and you know he's coaching up Swift and Jamal. You know, where to see the cuts and where to see the holes and stuff like that. It's like. You can go throw on Deuce Daly's highlight tape, man. That thing will probably be going for like 15 minutes straight. You know, uh, that's a guy, when he speaks, you want to be listening. You want to be tuned in. You want to be writing notes because that's a guy who literally has done it himself, has been in your same shoes. Um, So definitely commands another level of attention. And and really the biggest aspect of it is is it commands more respect. Um, And I think that's the biggest thing in the locker room and in believing and buying into, you know, what the coaches are, are trying to sell from a scheme standpoint and all those kinds of things. So.
2: So, so, Jason, like when you first originally saw that these guys got hired, there's a lot of inexperience as far as coaching. You mentioned the player experience, but like for the first time, you know, Aaron Glenn, I know you're on the offensive level, but Aaron Glenn, first time play caller defensively, you know, Dan Campbell's his first time being a full-time head coach. I know he had the interim role in 2015. You know, does that take some time for adjustment to maybe like buy-in? It's like, man, are these guys legit? Or is that player respect just there immediately when you meet them?
4: No, I, I think, you know, when you go into the meetings and you start to, you start to see the coaches explain the scheme and then it, it translates into practice and you execute and things go well and you see what it's supposed to look like, you know, and you see those things in training camp throughout OTAs. I think that really bolsters, bolsters the buy-in because you're, you're listening to directly what coaches is trying to scheme up on papers, on X and O's inside the meetings. And then you're going onto the field and the things that they're preaching are working. So um, I, I think that that part has been easy. know, I actually didn't know that AG had no prior, um, you know, experience. I mean, AG freaking killed it. Um, this year, our, our defense played their ass off. Um, right. this year,
2: it, it's been great. The Coaches are doing an awesome job, yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, your your staff was like really young, experienced, but obviously, you just mentioned like all that past experience of actually being on the football field. And you know, it, it's it worked out for the most part of this year, I would say.
3: So, Jason, how is your rehab going? I know you were hurt at the end of the year, you didn't play the last couple of games, was it right? So, how are you doing rehab wise? I'm I'm awesome.
4: I'm doing great. Um, and my knee's feeling feeling awesome. Um, you know, just. Doing the usual in terms of postseason, you know, rehab, getting all the nagging injuries back right, you know, rehab and stuff, getting things strong again, you know, doing all those kinds of things. So, really, just what, what any any typical guy in my position would be doing. You know, I'm, I'm down here, you know, at my facility that I train at, you know, getting work
2: every single day and just getting the body back right. I saw, I heard Panay Sewell after the week 18 game. He, he, the lines were wearing those like crispy throwback jerseys. And like, I think those jerseys are super clean. And Panay Sewell didn't actually end up playing that game. So, he didn't actually get suited up in wearing that uniform is there like sometimes like that I was like man I wish I was wearing that uniform that day because those uniforms are crispy I could maybe have a profile picture on Instagram or something like it is there any of that second thoughts with those uniforms I mean definitely not thinking about uh Instagram bro but um <laughs>
4: <laughs> but those unis are tough though I, I really do like those unis our throwbacks are hard our all grays are hard I think when we go all white I think it looks hard Actually, yeah. I, I like I like our uniform a lot in general
3: yeah they're sweet so there was a point where you guys started a uh, o eleven and one. How hard is it to stay motivated? Like you know, you keep you like you go to work, you're putting all this hard work, but you keep losing, losing. How do you stay motivated? I mean, I'm a
4: very easily motivated guy. Um, I mean, I was undrafted. That's enough of a shoulder of I, I a chip on my shoulder that's gonna carry me through the rest of my career. You know, I can't speak for everyone. Um, right. So that's where it starts for me. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, when you're going out there, you, you have your name on the, on the back of your jersey. You have people who believe in you. Um, you, know, you have family watching you, uh, people who love you. who like, like I said, believe in you. You're trying to prove them all right. You know, you're trying to go out there and, and give it your best, give it your all. Um, I, I think that's the thing that I love the most about this game, is out there on that field, you can't hide. You can't, you know, you can't just go out there and blend in like you'll get exposed in this game. Um, so right. you can tell, you know, when when a player is playing with that motivation, playing hard, like it's, it could be his last snap. You know, those are the toughest players to go against the guys who you know that every single snap, he's going to come the exact same way. He's not backing down. So, you know, that's that's the kind of spirit uh, I embody on the field. And how, how I try to play the game.
1: That's awesome, man. As a, as a Lions fan, I can tell you now, man, we appreciate it. We appreciate yeah, we every single thing. I mean, even with even with the record, you know, we appreciate you guys fighting and giving you goal every single week. I just want to put that out there that all Lions fans appreciate it, man. You guys fought your ass off. So we, we we appreciate that, man. Yeah.
4: Agreed. I mean, I, I the record didn't, you know, look how we wanted it to look, but I, I really do feel like even the fans saw that there's a difference in this team from last year to this year. I think there's no question about that. I mean we were in almost every single game it's just a matter of a play or two you know going our way i mean the team had to kick the longest field goal in nfl history to beat us in one of these games so yeah. you know we right. didn't always you know catch the lucky break but i'm i'm very excited especially you know after this draft we add a couple you know key pieces to our team and 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 get really get this ball rolling the way we wanted to
1: i can tell you now it's not even from last year i've been i've been a fan of this team since 97 all right, this is from Barry Sanders' days. Yeah. And as far as the fight that you guys gave, I think this is the, the hard, I guess, like fight wise, this is the hardest fighting Detroit Lions team I've seen as a Lions fan. So that's, awesome. that's, that's kudos to you guys, man. You guys worked your ass off, man.
2: That's yeah, great I mean, to hear. Appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of adversity too. I mean, 0 you know, 11 and 1, like that's obviously not easy. And a lot of guys, I mean, I would assume veterans more would, you know, probably be checked out at that point. It's just like, damn, like, are we ever going to pick up a game? Are you like, was there ever a point, I know you mentioned that you always going to have a chip on your shoulder, but was there ever a point where, like, man, like, what are we doing that's just not working? Like, are you questioning what coach is putting out there or what what you guys are doing personally on the field? Was there ever, like, questioning anybody there?
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I think the hardest part about being in that position, you know, starting season, season 0, 11, and 1 – is making sure that we don't do that, is that we don't point the finger and we don't start saying, oh, well, you know, if coach did this or, you know, if only this player was doing this in the game, you know what I mean? Like that excuse bullshit, like that's that's how you lose more. Um, and I'm really happy that this team really stayed together. And, you know, through that adversity, that's really when you see, you know, guy's character and, and who you are, because it's not easy to go outside in that cold 0-11-1 and preparing for another team, you know, preparing for another battle. You know, that's not easy to do, but – the greatest part about that type of adversity is you find out what your You know, after this year, we saw through day in and day out, through, you know, every practice, which guy we can depend on, who's going to give it their all, regardless of what the situation looks like, regardless of what happened last rep or last game or three weeks ago, you know. So um, it was definitely tough. You know, that's really tough. We hit a lot of adversity this year without a doubt. But um, I-, I think the biggest thing that came out of it is we know we- who we can ride with. Um, and-, and that's huge. Right big first step
0: so we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
1: So I know we talked about Deuce Daly earlier, but we hear a lot of positive. I mean, going even from the offseason, we hear a lot of positive about Deuce Daly. How much of an impact has he had on you?
4: I mean, huge. Seriously, huge. Um, Deuce brings it every single day. And I'm so appreciative to have have a coach that's that passionate. Um, You can tell he truly, you know, lives life vicariously through us. I promise you, if his knee wasn't messed up, he'd still be out there trying to play right (laughs) now. I mean, that's the type of dude Deuce is. I mean, you go out there, you see Swift making juice, uh uh and Deuce is like there on the sideline making the same juke with him. So, uh, I mean, he brings the energy. He brings it every day. He keeps us so motivated. Um, I mean, obviously, he's a great coach, um, really, really knows what he's talking about and what he's doing. And, you know, we saw consistent production. I mean, we had a ton of running backs play this year, as you know, and it really didn't matter. The guy that came in, guys came in, and produced. I mean, God had to start one game, came in. And I think he had two touchdowns, one t- against Pittsburgh, one or two touchdowns, you know. Like, yeah, uh,
2: Jefferson and had a touchdown yeah. that game, too
4: know, Craig down the stretch, I mean, are you kidding me? A dude who who starts off on practice squad and was on P squad the first, I don't know, maybe 10, 11 weeks, whatever it was. So for him to step up and come in and have a 100-yard rushing game and come in, you know what I mean? So um, that, that that's a, a testament to, to Deuce and just a testament to the way he has those guys in that room prepared because it doesn't matter whether you're the, you're the starter, you're the third string guy, fourth string, like your number is going to get called. And when your moment comes, you got to be ready. And, and he really kept us ready.
1: That's so, another thing. Another thing. I think the running game has been the best I've seen since Barry Sanders. I'm talking about, very you know, I'm talking true. About, I'm talking about like a, as a collective, you guys definitely did your job as running the ball. Even like, you know, we could go back to when we had Reggie Bush and he did a good job here, but I think consistent. Like you guys were more consistent this year. Yeah, I not. Nah.
4: I think that was something we were able to really heavily lean on and really be able to dictate dictate games in that aspect it was running the ball efficiently this year. So, uh, I mean, I'm happy about that. I mean, I thought we played the game really physical in general this
3: year. I, I love the physicality of the team.
4: Um, so, I mean, we're, we're going the right direction, man.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So, uh, like, when Campbell came in, do he, like, show you guys maybe some sort of boards? Like, look, you've had, like, six or seven rushing yards the past, what, Um Five, so who- years. Yes. So, like, Campbell or Deuce, like, the lines that have run the ball that well. Did they ever, like, show you guys the stats of, like, the running, how the team has ran the ball the past couple years or a few years, or they didn't really show that to you guys?
4: Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I think we might have had, like, a, a team uh, offensive kind of unit meeting where, you know, we looked at stats last year and, you know, where we want to go and where we want numbers to be and where they should be, and, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that right. – but besides that, I mean, you just attack every day. You know what you have to work with is what you did yesterday. You try to improve on yesterday. Um, I think that's a mentality we took throughout the season. I think you saw the offense, um, you know, improve and improve,
1: uh, game in and game out. So you know. yeah, especially those last five weeks, man, man. Yeah. Special. Uh,
2: Cabin, I got a question for you. So, like, we, we hear the story from a media perspective of the, the Craig Reynolds story of how he got introduced in a, in a team huddle. I want to hear from a player's perspective on this. Craig Reynolds, I guess, got introduced in, in a team huddle in a preseason game. He got the nickname Netflix. I guess what's, like, the whole story of uh, Craig Reynolds coming in? <laughs> Craig,
4: I, mean, I don't remember if it was late in camp. I'm trying to remember now in terms of what the situation was i don't remember if it was late in camp and we had some running backs that were down that we knew you know weren't going to be able to play in the preseason game we literally i mean we needed a guy and we didn't have anyone i think it was godwin and you know godwin obviously is a special teams you know 4 core guy I mean he would have been out to literally playing every single snap of the game so i you know we brought craig in i forget which week of the preseason it was i think it was Second. week one or i the- believe I think it was a second preseason game. It might I have been, be yeah. a, could have
1: been Could have been yeah. second preseason yeah. game.
4: I remember, I mean, Craig coming in, you know, coming in the huddle. And, I mean, he sprang the first run for, like, seven, eight yards. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, like, all right. And then, like, yeah. he kept going. He was toting and he was toting. And I was like, all right, where did you come from? Like, damn, you were just on the street just now and you just out here balling. Um, so, we saw Craig's potential and what he can do, really, in the preseason. And then, obviously, when he came in late in the year for us, it was – that four or five game stretch or whatever it was I mean he was he was balling he was balling so I, I it was really awesome to see but you know that's just the story of a guy who stayed ready you know every Tuesday on our days off you know I go in and you know get extra treat- treatment and get extra workout in like I always see Craig in there he's right there in with me getting extra work getting
2: ready like whenever they call my name i am gonna be ready so it's awesome to see and it was also an awesome story with many different guys in you guys' this team. I mean, you guys had a true underdog mentality in your team. A lot of guys that you know just didn't get the hype around you know the NFL universe, and then you guys just came up. A guy like Jerry Jacobs, for example, came up, just lit up the show when he got an opportunity. And you mentioned Craig Reynolds, and you know multiple other guys on this team as well. But uh, shifting gears now. You know, when Anthony Lynn was the original play caller coming into the season, he was the play caller for the first eight weeks until the bye. we got to remember the, how many games he guys played. But then got demoted and Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson kind of take over more of a big say. I guess how was that adjustment period to going from Anthony Lynn and then going on to Dan Campbell and, you know, Ben Johnson taking over, passing game coordinator?
4: Um, I mean, I, I would say it's pretty seamless um, for the most part. Um You know, Aylin's a great coach. I mean, he works really hard. Um, You know, he did a lot of good things for us. Um, You know, when they made the switch, obviously, as you guys, you know, mentioned Ben Johnson kind of stepped up in a a bigger role in the offense. And that was huge. You know, it was good to see him, you know, more involved in our, you know, offensive unit meetings and, you know, explanation of scheme and, and stuff like that. And just getting us more on the same page. In terms of what exactly we want to get done, um, especially emphasized in the in the passing game. So I was good to see Ben. I think has done a really good job. Um, You know, he's coming and he's been a leader from us, you know, from a coaching standpoint. Um, Guys believe in him. He's smart. Um, He's a great communicator. Um, I think he's an awesome coach, you know, obviously. I moved from Deuce's room into into Ben's room when I kind of made that switch to tight end and was learning a tight end position. So I had worked closely with Ben, but he's an awesome guy. I like him a lot.
2: Do you believe he has the qualities to be an offensive coordinator? There's been some rumors that he could be promoted within. I mean, these are all rumors, obviously, right now. But do you believe he has the qualities to be an offensive coordinator in this league? Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. So uh last year we talked to you about adjusting from linebacker to fullback, but now the team asked you to play some tight end at some point. How difficult is it to like learn multiple positions in like a season? Because the tight end they're asked to do a lot.
4: Yeah, um, you know, that was that was definitely um a challenge for me, something that I had to attack um, you know, mentally. Obviously, this is just my second year playing offense. Um, you know, when I first made the the switch over uh to offense and I first heard like one of the first play calls and how long it was, I was like, Whew, this might, this might be a little <laughs> hard, you know. But uh, you know, I ended up catching on, you know, pretty quick. And then moving to tight end, you know, was was tough too because you know I never realized just how involved the tight ends are, and absolutely everything from the run game concepts to the pass game and knowing routes, and knowing the passing concepts. So when you play tight end, you really have to know the whole offense. But um, I think. Learning the position has really helped me understand the offense more and understand really all the pieces, what everything, what everyone is trying to do and accomplish on the field. So it's been awesome for me. Uh, I think it's obviously, you know, maybe more versatile to allow me to, you know, do more things. And, you know, they've asked me to do more um, and I'm just embracing it. You know, whatever role I'm given, um, you know, whatever they think they can do with me and, and whatever positions I can be put in to be successful. You know, I just that's what I'm doing.
2: You got that first
1: touch on this year. I yes, was sir. just, just going to bring it up, man. How did I feel, man? How did I feel getting your first, your first, man, first
4: I, I hadn't been in the box since, like, high school, bro. I needed it. I was hype.
2: I was hype. Th- that was, like, just a crazy sequence of, like, five minutes. Maybe it started off with, like, A.O. getting an insane interception on Kyler Murray. And then it's, like, a couple plays after. I see you're just in the end. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? it's just like, dude, <laughs> this is unreal.
4: <laughs> Penn State back-to-back. My dog, Monty, snagged the pick. Yep. Right, I'm running down the sideline towards the money. Offense running in the field, boom. Personnel gets called, am like, shoot, I'm like I'm about to score. <laughs> boom! And I did the ball. You know, Jarrett threw a nice pass. You know, got in the box. I mean, it was it was a huge swing in that game. I mean, that was that was an awesome game. It was good to see.
1: You seem like you could do it all, man. What's next? Wide receiver? Can, can we see y'all wide next season? <laughs> <laughs> bro, we'll see. I'm trying to try trying, trying to get these touches at age, bro.
2: Uh, so, out of those three games you won, I know you weren't part of the Green Bay one, but, like, you pulled the crazy upset versus Arizona. That was a team at the time that was, like, I know I don't know if they were the number one team, but they were one of the better teams in the NFC. You, yeah, and, and you guys, like, didn't just, like, barely squeak out a win. You guys, like, beat them from start to finish. I mean, you guys dominated from the trenches. Every phase of the game, you dominated them. Was that the most satisfying win of the year, or was that Vikings win? It's like, damn, we just got that first win, and, like, let's let's go. Ooh, good question. I mean, I hadn't beaten the Vikings since I got here, so that was that was
4: definitely a huge win. But what I love so much about the Arizona win is it was our most complete game, in my opinion, in which like we were playing such good complementary football. There are a lot of times during this year like okay, the offense kind of messed up, and then it kind of steamrolled, and now the defense is backed up on their heels, you know. But it was like okay, offense makes a big play, then defense is going out three and out, boom, offense is going back back we may having another good drive then we're punting and pinning them in the 20 you know it was just really good complimentary football and and our most complete game in general I, it was the type of game where it's like we had our game plan before the game and Absolutely everything we wanted to happen, like, it came to life. We brought the game plan to life. And I think that's the most satisfying, um, you know, thing to see in this game is when you do that. So it was it was an awesome one.
2: Yeah, I mean, the eight minute or, like, almost a damn near nine-minute drive to start off the game and, and get a touchdown out of it. Like, I know that's got to be absolutely satisfying. Like, you guys, I mean, it was an absolute perfect game by you guys. It was, it was really fun to watch, too.
1: It was. Uh, all right. So, I mean, Dan Campbell raves about you. Oh, you know, he raved about you probably like almost every presser. You know, he's always talking about his commander <laughs> being being the go to guy. You you're scheduled to be a restricted free agent in the off season. Is your plan to, you know, get that deal done in Detroit? Absolutely.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I love what we're doing here. You know, I love the coaching staff. I love my teammates here. I, I love the situation. So I, I definitely
2: want to be here, you know, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, you okay. just mentioned that, you you know, a couple of draft picks away. Maybe we're doing something here in Detroit. So it's definitely an exciting time to be here. Um, what was that, Jason? The Super Bowl is the goal. Super Bowl, yeah. Yes, I mean, sir. Ooh, yeah,
1: Let's speak go, that man. To Let's speak go. Speak that to existence. Let's go, man. And
2: uh, yeah. speaking of a Super Bowl, a little, you know, what's kind of going on currently right now. Your former quarterback, Matthew Stafford. I want to ask you about him. You know, you're watching him. He's balling out right now in L.A. right hooping. now. He, yeah, he My is dog number right- nine
4: is hooping. Matty
2: Ice. Real <laughs> Matty Ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he's absolutely balling right now. I mean, just like, what's your reaction right now? His first year out of Detroit. We had this guy here in Detroit for 12 years. Could even get a playoff win. He leaves his first year, goes to L.A he's in the NFC Championship right now and has, is one game away from the Super Bowl. What's your reaction right now? Just kind of hearing that. I'm, no, I'm not
4: surprised at all. Um, I mean, I was one of those people echoing like, hey man, Stafford might win the MVP next year like when, when he when he went to LA. Um, so, I mean, I'm super proud of him. He, he really deserves it. I mean, he gave the city absolutely everything. You couldn't have asked. You know, for a better leader, for somebody who's just freaking tough as nails, ready to fight regardless of the situation. I mean, he, he he's such a a great competitor, and it was, it was awesome
2: playing with him. So,
4: I mean, I'm super happy for the things he, he's doing in L.A. So, you know, obviously when he, when he does well, uh, it definitely makes me happy.
2: How, how weird was it when you guys went to L.A. this year, and he's not on your sideline, and you're actually going against this guy now, and like game planning against him. I know you're on the offense of the ball, but how different is that like, man, I was like, just with this guy, and now we're game playing And I know you guys do that all the time with different players, but you know, that's the quarterback of the team, the most important position.
4: Yeah, it was, it was definitely a little weird. Uh, you know, for sure, obviously, we all knew this game was coming where we we're gonna, you know, we we're gonna face you know, Matt, but uh, it was just weird, you know, seeing him in another jersey. Um, you know, you said you're used to going to battle with a guy, you know, so many times and he's just not there, and now he's on the other side. So, but um, I mean, it's what it is. I don't really got much else to say, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Let me, let me ask a question. Like, during times like this, like in the off season, like, you know, playoffs is going on, do you have, like, a team that you kind of root for or do you just, you know, root for certain players? Is it, is it Does it roll like that or? Nah, I mean,
4: I, I have, you know, my a lot of my Penn State friends are, you know, playing in the league, so I, I'll, I'll, I'm always happy to see my guys do well just because, you know, I went to school with them, I played with them, stuff like that. But, no, nah, I don't necessarily have a team that I root for. Nah.
1: Oh, got you.
4: I'm more just – sitting at home pissed off that i'm, I'm not there playing yeah. so it's all fuel <laughs> there you go
1: we, we, we understand it's all good man <sighs>
2: yeah all right you guys got anything else or uh that's good? about it okay i think yeah. that's it man that's it all right guys that is gonna be a wrap to this episode jason i appreciate you coming on for year two and maybe we're gonna have to keep that streak going potentially next year if you know you know we might have to do that again so thank you so much for joining us uh best of luck in free agency or restricted for agent hope to see you around in that motor city this year and best of luck with the rehab and everything that's going on thanks again jason
1: no thanks, doubt I appreciate jason. It. hey thanks a lot jason
2: all right guys hope you guys all enjoyed that interview with lions fullback utility man jason Kambinda. he's absolutely awesome you know I'm hearing his story a little bit more uh in the transition from dan campbell to the previous regime so i hope you guys all enjoyed that interview with Jason Covinda this is his second year on the pod with us and he's an absolute pleasure to listen to so hope you guys all enjoyed
3: all right guys I'm out peace
1: all right y'all it's your boy Malcolm and I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode and you know do what you guys do leave those reviews Apple Spotify wherever you listen to leave those reviews and with that being said I'm out peace